Okay, so this is a test. How's this working? I have no idea. But it looks like something's being recorded. If that's true, I am good to go. Aloha. Well, this is kind of exciting, isn't it? I'm actually going to do a little bit of podcasting. I'm going to see how it works. Uh, I'm going to depend on everybody listening to this to give me a little feedback, of course. I want to know if this is a good format for you all. I assume, since I'm dealing mostly with artists, that you guys are sometimes hanging out in your studios, and listening to me might even be a better option than actually having to stop everything, go to your computer or phone, and read my blog. So let's just see how this works. So, okay, so this is McKenna, McKenna Hallett of My Golden Words, also author and passionate lover of all things that help you find more homes for your art. And I realized that I've really never spent a lot of time talking about kind of my story. Like, why do I have any, you know, exciting news to share and, 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 and helpful hints and tips and, and just what's going on? So this being the very first podcast, it made sense to, you know, give you just a little bit of that backstory. So here we go. Little backstory. I, wow, that, how much backstory, <laughs> right? Right off the bat, I'm like, well, I don't know. Do you really want to know that I went to 11 schools before I got out of high school? Hmm. Do you really want to know that? Okay, well, I did. I went to 11 schools before I got out of high school. So one of the things that most people know about me is that I'm pretty personable. I'm pretty easy to get along with. I'm pretty quick to, like, you know, try to make everybody have a good old time and whatever. And that clearly came from going to different schools and different schools and different schools and whole new sets of classmates, etc. So, you know, I am an only child. I was my only source of entertainment growing up. Uh, and so, I don't know, I think that kind of shows in my writing even that I'm just kind of like, eh, I just, I, I just, I'm not fancy. I'm just not fancy. I try not to be fancy. Okay, so that's number one. Number two about me that's kind of interesting from my early days is at the age of seven, I received a gift at Christmas time and I went crazy making potholders. Yes, some of you know the potholder story. If you've, if you've read my book, that's the opening story in the, in the guidebook. But to make a long story short, here I was at the age of seven. The next thing I knew, well, I had a couple of employees because I was making lots and lots of potholders. And when I ran out of the little loops that go on the little loom, I went to my mom and I said, hey, I need some more loops. And she said, uh, we've got enough potholders. Go color in your books. We're done with the potholders. We're done. Oh, well, I didn't think that was so much fun. I, I, I really had some great ideas. I mean, think about it. When you're making those potholders, I hope most of you know what this thing is. It's just this loom thing, and you put a loop around, and it gets a bunch of different colors, and you can do a million different patterns, because 
really it's kind of similar to pixels. I mean, if you put nothing but white going in one direction, nothing but black going in the other direction, they're all woven, it's going to be this black and white potholder, right? Well, I had a million ideas, a million, million, million ideas. So for me, the idea that I couldn't keep doing these ideas that I had, these amazing ideas that were just all over inside my head, hey, artists, does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I realized, well, I will just take these potholes to school, and I will, and I will sell them to all my friends. And so there you go. See, see, this is how I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some money, and then I don't care if you can't buy me loops because I'm gonna buy my own loops. So there, as I stomped out the room, <laughs> well, I learned a very valuable lesson. Lesson number one in my little business that I started at the age of seven was, hey, you know what? you got to figure out, like, who's your target market, right? I mean, the kids at school, they were lacking in two very important things. They had no money, and they didn't need potholders. They didn't cook. You know, they were all seven years old, too. So, I did manage to give a few to my teacher, and She insisted on buying them from me because she didn't want to look like I was, you know, trying to be a teacher's pet. But the minute that she gave me money, I realized, oh, adults need these, not kids. So I went door to door on my way home. Now, I'm kind of not, you know, a millennial, to say the least. I'm definitely a baby boomer. So when I was seven years old, that was in like 1960-ish, well... Most of the kids around me, you know, still had mom staying at home. So as we're all walking home, I'm just going up to every door with them and I'm selling potholders. I sold almost all my potholders in the first couple of blocks. Cool, right? So I knew that if I could have lots more potholders, I had a pretty good sized neighborhood to walk around in. I hired two friends. They started making potholders. Yay, I was in business at the age of seven. I was going door-to-door. I was a door-to-door salesman. So, one day, (laughs) lesson number two came full forward into my face because, well, as a kid, there was only so many blocks I could walk around before the big, big streets where I wasn't allowed to cross showed up. So, pretty soon, just like my mom, when I would go to those doors, they started saying, well, really, we've got enough potholders. Thank you so much, but that's enough for now. Hello there, oh, <laughs> the unexpected has happened. <laughs> Apparently, I said something that sounded like Siri. No, Siri, I don't want you right now. No, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, well, there you go. Will I edit that out? Probably not. Anyway, back to the story. They didn't need any more potholders. So I literally saturated my market. And I'm not saying that any of you are probably going to saturate your market, but you must always be able to expand your market, right? Get more and more exposure and more clients and, you know, come up with some new stuff. I mean... I was seven. I wasn't going to try to figure out some new business scheme with my potholders, so that was that. Anyway, next. 
Okay. I started feeling really desperate because, after all, I had two employees now. I mean, they they were depending on me to give them five cents for every single potholder they made. And that five cents, well, that was a candy bar in those days. So, you know, they were they were getting some serious money from me. I don't remember. I think I was selling the potholders for 25 cents. So I had a pretty good markup, right? Well, not including cost of goods, of course, but that's a whole other blog, blog uh, podcast someday. So, anyway... I started bargaining. I started offering these really low prices. Like, well, what if you got them two for twenty-five? Well, would would you would you do you want some if they were three for twenty? How about four for? How about five for twenty-five? I mean, we don't need any more potholders. So sorry, but honestly, we just don't. But no, how about for gifts? We've already bought some for gifts. Yeah, Olga. Well, 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 uh, uh, Oh, my business was suddenly no more. No more. But here's what I learned in that last dash effort to try so hard to get somebody to buy my potholders. Lowering prices doesn't equal greater value. Okay, so this is a big takeaway for all you guys. Just just pay close attention now. I'm going to say that again. Lower Prices do not equal greater value. Value is something that we experience no matter what the price tag is. I mean, there are people buying $100,000 cars as we speak, or half a thousand million trillion dollars for a yacht, or whatever. I mean, there are people spending a lot of money on stuff right now while I'm talking to you guys, right? They found value in that purchase. And to be honest with you, sometimes if you try to make things too cheap and you quote unquote are lowering the price, you're also lowering the value. So the bottom line was when they'd had enough potholders, they'd had enough potholders. I literally, as the saying goes, could not give them away. And you have to know that your artwork has a certain intrinsic value, a value that has nothing to do with what the price tag is. So putting it on sale, putting some kind of deal together, trying to make some kind of a special offer for one-of-a-kind, handmade, hand-created art, whether it's an oil painting or a coffee cup, if you're putting your energy into that thing and people want to buy it because of the energy that's in it that energy has value that sense that they're buying it from the maker that sense that this is something that they're not going to see at Walmart or at some other place or, or at Amazon uh oh <laughs> okay alrighty then I'm learning a lesson or two myself here today um, hopefully, though, the lessons that I'm sharing with you today are lessons that are of value to you today. Number one being, of course, you know, know your target audience. I mean, my classmates were not my target audience. It didn't take me long to figure out who was, but it also, you know, is valuable for you to kind of start to create in your own way some sense of, who's most likely to want whatever it is that you're creating. 
and kind of try to find out how to find that market and get in front of that market. Um, obviously a huge subject, but that's lesson one. Lesson two, once you kind of started to get out into that marketplace, you need to make sure that you're expanding and expanding and expanding so that you're in front of more and more and more people. Um, so for example, if you go to an art fair and you go to that same exact art fair and that's the only art fair you go to and you bring exactly the same, same, same work year after year after year, you're probably hurting your chances of expanding your market much because people have been there and done that. In fact, maybe they'll, you'll get a lot of people going, oh yes, we bought one of your pieces five years ago. We just love it. It looks a lot like that one. Ouch. That's not a good thing. And lastly, when you feel like you need to lower prices, rethink your strategy there. Look for ways to create more value, not less value. When you start discounting and creating special prices and trying to bundle things together and doing all kinds of fancy things to try to get somebody to buy from you, you could also be affecting what they think is the value of your work. Right? There's been millions of dollars spent on the internet while I spent time putting together this podcast. There's a lot of money being spent on a lot of different things. All of those things, no matter how much they cost, brought a factor of value to the purchaser. So figure out how to make sure that you're giving people the value that they expect. And then the price isn't really the issue. They can afford it or they can't. But the value is something that you can bring forward to them. Okay, so that's it. Um, <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, this is number one. This is my first ever, ever, ever podcast. And I have no idea if this is something that's going to be, you know, going on years from now or, you know, will peter out with lack of interest. But we're going to find out. So what I would really appreciate is if you could, if you've never commented before on my blog posts, now's not the time to be quiet. I really need to hear from you. Is this helpful? Do you like the idea of being able to listen to the stuff that I like to share with my artist community? What, what's, what's, you know, what's your feedback? I really need to know that. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Now, meanwhile, um, let's see what else. Well, I guess really it's just Aloha, which by the way, has three meanings in Hawaiian. Aloha means hello, aloha means goodbye, and aloha means love. So, go find loving homes for your art. Aloha. <laughs>